The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Thanks to Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Contact our rural sales advisors today. Colliersrural.co.nz He's back in the land of hope and glory after taking the family on a week's holiday. Where'd you go again, Russell? Good morning. Hello, mate. Yes, made it safely back from Belgium and a uh, good time was had by all mates. And yes, yeah, straight back into the fray with so much happening. I hope you guys are well. Oh, yeah, we're well indeed. I guess you'll be rejoicing the fact that England, uh, first off, powering into the quarterfinals of the Women's World Cup. Just, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> we now know it's going to be Colombia that's going to be our quarterfinal opponent after they beat Jamaica 1-0 earlier. I know it's in the other half of the draw to the games that you guys are hosting, but that game will be in Sydney on Saturday morning. So I'm sure a huge crowd is going to be either tuning in, watching, listening, and of course a fair few fans have gone out there. So looking forward to seeing what the Lionesses can do. Maybe France possibly in the semis will wait and see. They've got the Aussies, of course. But yeah, it's all after this goal draw against Nigeria and everybody thought we would cruise through against the Nigerians, particularly how strong we were against China, putting six past them in our final group stage game but yeah, it just didn't happen on the day at all the weaker team, to be honest, some decent saves, rode our luck and in the end nicked it 4-2 on penalties and obviously Lauren James who'd come into the team, Brian, a couple of matches in, had done so well she is young, she is raw at 21 and after the brilliance of her first two appearances, frustration got the better of her big stamp on one of her opponents yeah. 87 minutes in and yeah red carded she'll miss at least the quarter we don't know any more than that at the moment and she's apologised and she's also said look I am inexperienced and I will learn from this but Mate, we bumbled our way through. It's kind of been good performance, bad performance, good performance, bad performance. It's not been brilliant from Serena Vigman's Lionesses, but, mate, we're still going. And if you keep winning, keep winning your ugly, who knows where it might get you. So uh, we shall see. Well, the US have gone, so anyone can win it now, really, yeah, can't they? Totally. It's so open. Exactly. Yeah. I think the other side of the draw is interesting, isn't it? I know you've got Sweden, Japan to come in, New Zealand, haven't you? Yes. The, the Dutch are still in there as well. There are some good teams on that other side, don't get me wrong, but probably France, potentially, after their big win earlier. Maybe us on this side. Who knows? Who knows? It's very exciting, yes. but you're right. It's more open uh, than I think a lot of people would have expected at this stage, definitely. And it's great to have some of the, I say, minnows, but those slightly lesser vaunted nations performing so strongly, I think it's only yeah. good for the game. Yeah, totally. All right, stay with the round ball game. New Premier League season almost upon us and loads of uh, things going on there, aren't there? Yeah, absolutely, mate. So Friday night, our time. So I guess that's into Saturday's morning for you, isn't it? It all starts for another season. Champions Man City, treble winners. They started off against Burnley, back up. And, of course, Vincent Company, the former Man City star, is now the Burnley manager and got them back up. So what a great way to get it all underway after City lost the community shield to my boys, Arsenal, on penalties uh, the weekend just gone. So pleased that Arsenal have got that first bit of silverware. Obviously, it's not the most meaningful piece of silverware, but it's a tiny, tiny bit of revenge, isn't it, for the way that they capitulated and lost the Premier League title to City uh, a few months ago, but Arsenal having done that in action in the first Saturday game, the early Saturday game, and that's up against Nottingham Forest without Gabriel Jesus injured again. That's very frustrating. And my first game a bit later on Saturday will be Brighton against Luton Town. Luton in the Premier League. What an unbelievable story. That's a way. Can't wait for their first home 
home game the week after because Kenilworth Road is a proper ramshackle, old-fashioned ground and may even take a couple more weeks, actually, till it's all been redone and refinished and up to Premier League standards. So, cracking story. Spurs are at Brentford. Will Harry Kane be there? Will he go to Bayern Munich? Got Chelsea Liverpool as an opener. That's going to be cracking. And then Man United, Brian. Erasmus Hoyland in for, what, 72 million quid? That's going to be interesting as they take on Wolves. And the last thing I'll say is we're hearing that before the season has even started, Wolves manager Julian Lopetegui is so unhappy at the lack of summer signings and the lack of kind of volition of his board might well resign before the first game. And if he does, <laughs> that would mean that Gary O'Neill, very harshly sacked by Bournemouth, everyone thinks so. I thought he did a great job at Bournemouth. Awful decision from their owners. O'Neill may yet be parachuted in to Wolves before that Man United game even kicks off this weekend. So, mate, some great stories, as you say. And obviously the window's still open for a few more weeks as well. And some more big signings will come. And maybe a few more will be tempted to go and go to that Saudi Pro League as well. Oh, Russell, I can tell you're excited. And and you're also excited about the Rugby World Cup, which is looming, and England have named the squad. What do you make of it? Yeah, so we're the first kind of Northern Hemisphere major nation to name our squad. I noticed that one or two of the Southern Hemisphere nations have already done it as well, haven't they? But we've gone two or three weeks earlier than the rest of the home nations, or France and Italy, which is an interesting call. Because Steve Borthwick said that he wanted to have a kind of decided 33 now to work with and end the uncertainty. Fine. Flip side, of course, is it stops other players playing well over the next couple of weeks in the uh, nation series and maybe kind of forcing their way in and catching his eye. But he's done it now. Henry Played excellent centre and occasional fly half. He's not made it. And for my boys, Harlequins, Alex Dombrandt, the big dominating number eight, he's not made it either. Uh, Joe Marchant's got the nod over Slade. You guys know from when he was with the Blues in Auckland, a very guilish, much more kind of creative back, ball in hand in one sense to Slade. <clears throat> Can play on the wing as well. He's made it in. And with no Dombrandt, just one specialist number eight in Billy Vunapola. And obviously Billy's been in and out massively the last couple of years. So maybe Lewis Ludlam, maybe Tom Curry, maybe Ben Earl. All these guys are in as kind of utility back row forwards maybe one of those if not Billy might end up being our World Cup 8 but Steve Borthwick has gone for three fly halves three scrum halves so the likes of Danny Kerr at 36 brilliant story Marcus Smith they're all in maybe the 8 jersey is one that's slightly liked by that decision but Steve is confident he said he's got multi-tooled players who he thinks can cover different positions when needed and he feels that's crucial to possible World Cup success but we've not been great I've got to say in recent times so uh, he's got a lot of work to do. And there have been some interesting results in the opening Summer Nations yeah. series. I mean, Scotland beat France for a start-off. Uh, exactly. So, yes, so we'll start there. It was a weakened France team because okay. what a lot of teams did in the first week because they're about to name their squads is give some of the fringe guys a full run out and say, look, if you can impress me and catch my eye, well, we might keep selecting you and you might maybe nick your way into that final 33. So this was kind of a French B team, but the strength in depth of France rugby is that it was still an exceptional team. I mean, it had like Gelibert playing at Scrum High Fly Half, for example. So, I mean, we are talking a very, very good team. But Scotland down heavily and a man down as well after Xander Fagerson was red carded by this new kind of bin that they've got where yellows are looked at. They can be upguided to reds after 10 minutes. This was all trialled and in the end he saw red. So Scotland, to be fair, to come back and win with 14 was excellent. They play each other again this weekend, but in France in Saint-Étienne with a much stronger French team. So can't wait for that. I covered Ireland, not at their best and their most fluent, but the rolling mall did its job and they beat Italy 33 
3.17 to win for, I think it's an 11th straight time now in tests. Jack Conan got hurt, though, protective boot on his foot. That's a worry. And then, as I mentioned, England, Patchy, lost 29 in Wales to Warren Gatlin's Welsh. And Gats has had a tough time, as you know, since he took that job. But he said, you know what, I think I'm starting to get a tune out of my squad. I think the worst of the on- and off-field problems are behind us. Watch us, we might deliver now and at the World Cup. And certainly in the evidence of that game in Cardiff, he was bang on. We now head to Twickenham for the return fixture this Saturday as well. England versus Wales. England with that World Cup squad named and trying to make a big statement. So, oh. yeah, it's going to be a good next round of the Summer Nation series, definitely. Look forward to talking to you next Wednesday about that, Russell. Hey, have a great week, mate, and we'll talk next week. Can't wait, mate. Enjoy all the sport. Take care.